Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the 62nd episode of the SSEU podcast. The SSEU podcast is available most weeks and covers a range of topics such as pop culture, Disney, counting, Star Wars, personal hygiene, The Mandalorian, strategies for self-checkout, more Disney and space diapers. You can find us on Twitter at SSEU Podcast or in the Megathread where members of the SSEU and the SBEU serve up their own trash opinions on a daily basis. The Megathread and the SSEU originated as a fan cult to the substandard no, n- now known as the Sub Beacon Podcast hosted by the incomparable trio of Victorina Mattis, Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. With me today, as always, Chris and Ryan. Welcome back. Are you here? I'm here. What? Uh, what uh, welcome, welcome front, Thomas. What were Vegas' odds for us? Two. <laughs> That's not how odds work. Do you think they will make it over two episodes? And everyone said no. You know, I yeah, th- we have been a hot topic of conversation all oh, over. I, I love hot topic. It's my favorite store. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't that like a teenage girl something store? No. Well, I mean, it's like an emo girl store. It's not a girl store. It's just like. Is my video working uh, now? Yeah. What? So it's not like twenty one forever, see Thomas. It is not 21 it's, Forever. It's younger than 21 Forever. <laughs> that's where... That, did you know... That's where Vic does most of his shopping, is at 21 Forever. And also, Hot Topic is like... No, and I don't think... It, Vic, Vic would not set foot in a 21 Forever, because those are usually like 35-year-olds that shop in <laughs> 21. They're way too old for him. No, but Hot Topic is more of goth. Um, it's... I, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say. Like it's it's a weird store. I've never been in a hot topic, so I hate them all. The mall sucks. Didn't you just go to the Mall of America? Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's Mall of America. I mean it's all right. You can find the SSEU podcast on iPad, iTunes, Google Place, Stitcher, Google Place. Yes. And... Go, go to googleplace.com and we're there. Stitcher, SoundClouds, iHeartRadio. The Free Beacon Podcast Network and the Federalist website. Did we did we get on there? Yeah, all of them. How, how did you get us on the the um, Free Beacon website? That, Let's not talk about this because that would be such a thing if we actually did get on there. But it's never gonna happen. <laughs> we, we shouldn't joke about. I, it, Thomas. I had I like had hitting email, on Eliana. I had an email exchange with the Ricochet people and. They're not letting us on the Ricochet super feed. And so they were sending us these emails like, hey, your Ricochet premium account ends in like, you know, six days. And I emailed them back and was like, put us on the super feed and I'll renew it. We're the premium grocery self-checkout tech slash poop podcast from a center-right perspective. And the support... Ricochet support email just emails back poop question mark question mark and 
And that was the end of it. Was it? I thought you emailed them back. Oh, of course. I emailed them back, you know. Every day, yeah. Probably two or three more times, but they were not responding. Like, pictures of your poop. It's going going straight to the spam. It's going straight to the spam folder. Uh, I I would like to pause here and talk a little bit about Ricochet. In particular, I would like to talk about the Glop podcast and how they spent, I don't know, a good 20 minutes on the last episode talking about impeachment. This is not why I've subscribed to the Glop podcast. And Yeah, and it's funny, like, they had, like, 45 minutes of good content, and then, like, somebody... I can't even imagine. I wouldn't even want to know what they were... Like, Podhortz is, like, saying, like, probably, like, I, he didn't even do anything wrong. Let's, let's zoom out to 35,000 feet <laughs> and see that, like, every president has done... What Trump did, I'm, I don't even disagree with him. He, he it was a perfect, probably Pothorse at this point is like, it was a perfect call. Well, so, but, but the thing is that they, they, are, they aren't saying anything that Jonah's not saying on The Remnant, J-Pod isn't saying at commentary, and Rob Long isn't saying on the Ricochet podcast. So, so some, somebody must Rob, be asking Rob them Long to is, talk about Rob it. Rob Long is saying it on the, on the set of Cheers 2. <laughs> I was in a bar the other day, and they had a, a TV behind the bar that was playing reruns of Chairs. Interesting. That's, that's awfully meta. <laughs> Almost as meta as a podcast talking about a podcast. A podcast, a, a fan tribute podcast talking about another podcast. That we're not even a tribute of. Yes. <laughs> like, borderline-like. All right, but, um... But, but I, used to, I used to love Glop. I haven't listened to like the last. No, I, I, well, I think people want them to talk politics because they had talked about other stuff. It didn't seem like they had an agenda, but but they because they are interesting people. Like they they talked about just you know this that the other thing, and and someone was like, we need to talk impeachment. Like they must their producer must have been like, hey guys, you need to get around to impeachment. Like this is what people want, which is insane. That's not what I tune into Glop for. So one thing I learned from the Chairs episode was that apparently Woody Harrelson was in Chairs. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know this, right? Uh, no, I did not notice. Did you know that Ted Danson was in Cheers? How Kelsey Grammer? Did you know Kelsey Grammer was in Cheers? He yes, he, it's a spin-off of Cheers. I know that. Well, did you know like, that woman Rhea, whatever her well, name is, has never been anything besides Cheers. Was in Cheers. Who? Rhea... Is it Perlman? It's not... No. Uh, the, the, the girl, that, I think you're right. The girl behind the bar with the curly hair? Um, yeah, she was at the bar. Isn't she married to Danny DeVito? Uh-huh. She's five feet tall. How tall do you think their kids are? <laughs> oh, this is racist. I don't think we're allowed to talk about that. Can we talk about who would marry Danny DeVito to begin with? He is one of the least attractive human beings ever. I bet he's got a big hog, though. I mean, he's <laughs> is always it, naked. Is it, is it Evian big? I mean, yeah, I think it's probably like Liam Neeson. So, so yeah. w- what has Danny DeVito been in that you like? Always sunny in Philadelphia. Um... When other shows, when he's pretending to be, when like they couldn't get Joe Pesci, <laughs> um, 
So I haven't actually seen him in a movie in forever. So I, and I don't trust my judgment as a kid. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I like I love, in I forever, love, I love LA Confidential is a good movie. When I was a kid, I loved Twins. LA Confidential sucks. Um, but whoa, 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 whoa! What did you just say? Uh, it's twins. When I was when I was younger. Before twins, that. I, I, before that. Before that. Oh, the thing we all agree on: L.A. Confidential sucks. Yeah. Then um, this no no this is inc- this is this is a hot take. Ask Tom Abella; he'll tell you. This LA is an Eric opinion. This he's, is wrong. He's always he's always tweeting about how L.A. Confidential sucks. So let's just move on from this thing that we all agree on and uh, keep talking about Danny DeVito. Uh, is he in L.A. Confidential? Who the hell is he? He's the, the writer. Yeah, he's the reporter very, guy. Very that, hush hush. Yeah. He wrote, hush, he hush. wrote L.A. Confidential. Okay, hush, well, apparently he's not a very good screenwriter because... He is also in Get Shorty. I don't remember a thing about that movie. I remember liking it, but... I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I don't either. Isn't ah. that John Travolta? Isn't he yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I watched it recently. So John Travolta is, is it in Miami, is, New York, wherever? And then he moves who's, like, who's the California? big guy? Is, is that The Rock? Is that is The Rock in that? No. Or is he in the second one? 1995, The Rock would have been, I don't know, playing football at the U. So Be okay, Cool well, came out in 2005. Check the second one. Be Cool. I, I bet The Rock is in Be Cool. Dwayne the Rock yeah. motherfucking Johnson. He is, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. After seeing Get Shorty, should I watch Be Cool? I don't know. It's the same. It's just as like okay as Get Shorty, I think. For me, I think that's the first time I saw The Rock in something and was like, oh, he's actually kind of funny. Wouldn't you love to have a career like The Rock? He's not a very ta- talented actor. He is not no. all that funny. He is not all that great of well, an action it's star. It's like but- you're like for a big guy, he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, he's not like as stupid as I thought he was going to be. <laughs> like he has a little bit of self-awareness. So like if you just have if you're that big and have a modicum of self-awareness, you can be, you know, a movie star, a super a superstar. Like you can do ballers for be a pervert on ballers on HBO for no reason. Here's what Wikipedia says: He is one of the most successful and highest grossing grossing box office stars of all time. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, well, I'm sure numbers wise. I mean, he probably is. I mean, he's in a movie every six weeks. <laughs> sure, we can actually look it up and find out that Samuel L. Jackson, his movies have grossed far more. Let's check in on. Are what you just saying doing. that, or is that a thing that you've already looked up? Well, Samuel L. Jackson was in The Phantom Menace, all, all oh, three in the trilogy. Call, oh, right. That that famous Samuel L. Jackson vehicle, The Phantom Menace. Where and he's, he's in all the Marvel movies. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's grossed more than... Um, That's a horseshit thing, what you're doing right now. I'm going to look up a box office mojo right now. Um, as I'm pulling that he's up... He's not, like, the star of those movies. I'm talking about movies that he is top two or three build look that up on your fancy box office mojo that doesn't work anymore or like i'm not i'm not gonna look that up because because you can't it's been it's been often discussed about how how poorly dwayne johnson picks his movies that's why he does another one like oh you know so he's in a lot of movies he's in they say that they say the same thing about the weather in Indiana. 
oh, you don't like this Dwayne Johnson movie? Well, wait a few minutes and it'll start snowing. So Dwayne Johnson uh, graduated from University of Miami in 1995 with a Bachelor of General Studies in Criminology and Physiology. So at the time this movie came out, which means during its filming, he was an undergraduate at the University of Miami. So yeah, no, he was not in Get Shorty. All right, let's actually start the episode. Chris, what have you been up to? I, I've heard Ryan go on and on. You know, Ryan just like talks about stuff. Um, so, I mean, when he's on like week 10 of talking about something, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll check it out. I, I'll, I'll check it out. So he was talking about how much he loves these Expanse novels. So I went to Google and I typed in The Expanse, book one, found out that it's a novel called – what's it called? Leviathan Wakes. Leviathan Wakes. So I, so I um, went to my local library's website and I typed in this, Leviathan Wakes. This and is... I put a hold on the book so that the next available copy – I saw that the one was available, but it was at a branch that wasn't near my house. I think you skipped and the step where you got a time machine. Over there, I figured they could – and I was kind of disappointed because it took them two days to get from that branch to another branch that's closer to me. But you know I went and I drove to the library. Here's what's cool about the library is that they have self-checkout. So I went and I grabbed my <laughs> well, I'm on board shelf now. And, and I went to the self-checkout. I put in my library card number because I have no idea where my library card is. So you put in your library card number and your password. You put your book on there. It checks out. You don't even have to see a librarian. Um, there are no uh, – stalls for bags or anything everything i've bought on amazon has been self-checkout by the way so self <laughs> well good for you so um leviathan wakes i got the paperback i brought it home uh that was about three weeks ago my library sent me an email that said they automatically renewed it so uh, i've only read the introduction or the prologue oh come uh, on but uh it was a it was a really good prologue you didn't jump into it after the prologue like something else came up. I was busy. What, what's, the pro, what's, the, what's the prologue of that one? It was really good. It's about the the what's her name when she she wakes up she wakes yeah. up in a in a ship and she's like in a locker yeah and she like she, um, she's been trapped there for days and weeks and you know I don't think they talk about the proto molecule in in the in the prologue. No. Oh man, that's so good. You haven't even, so you haven't even gotten to Holden yet. Holden's the star of the book. Or I, I only got this chick who's in like yeah, high, yeah, yeah. She's, she's barely in the rest of the book. She's basically like a spoiler alert. Oh man, you haven't got the Tom Jane's character yet. Uh, Detective Miller. Wait, Tom Jane, a- the actor, is in this book. Oh yeah, he is. It says it says Detective Miller, uh, portrayed by Tom Jane. It says that every time. That um, in parentheses every time his name comes up, Detective Miller, portrayed by Tom Jane, Jane in the series The Expanse. Well, I've got the book now. I'm very excited to you know to start chapter one. One of these days, I'll get to it and I'll let you know uh, what I think. Uh, uh, question, question, Chris. Yeah. What's the Expanse? I'll I'll let it's Ryan not, handle this. It's one. nothing. It's it's no big deal. I've only read like eight books. And waiting for the ninth and final book to come out. Ryan, did you get yours from your local library as well? Nope, not a single one. I did the self checkout on Amazon.com. 
I don't even know what you're talking about with paper. You said paperback. Uh, my my Kindle doesn't have any any paperback. Like, is that like a cover you can get for the Kindle to where it's got like a paperback to it to make you harken back to the old days when you still had to flip pages on books and stuff like that. But so what uh, do you do? What do you do on your Kindle when you get to the end of page one? Do you just like swipe? You just swipe. You swipe. You swipe swipe right. right, right or left. Actually, you swipe left, so you uh, left. you decline it. You decline it every decline time. It. You're like, no, no, but it keeps giving you more. You're basically downvoting it. Yeah, that's sad, but um, that's, that's I, I, the way that. I am really looking forward to Amazon's next Kindle version, the Amazon Brokeback, and I, I think <laughs> that it will be amazing. I learned a Swedish word. You've learned a Swedish word? I have. Hey, have you heard the word fika? Of course fika? you have. Fika. Yes. Yeah. I, I try to I, teach I, this word to people. Did, did we talk about this on the podcast? Uh, we might have. So fika is a is a the Swedes think they've invented something. All it is is a a coffee break, a a snack. It, it's a snack. That is, and they have a dribble. They have their own word for it. Uh, you think of a pika. Or a pika, um, but 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 I have a hypothesis. Okay, here's my hypothesis. So like I found this article that was called itself "Mindful Snacking Saved Me from Stress." The Swedish tradition of fika is about more than just eating. Here's my hypothesis: pants drunk and fika and all these dumb special. Uh, Scandinavian words are just European versions of life hacks. They're obvious stuff that we've all figured out, and the difference is the Swedes feel really good about inventing them. They're Wait, basically life hacks, but doing Swedish words. Fecal in your pants is a life hack? So do you remember our Urban Dictionary uh, definition of life hack? A very obvious thing that people feel good, like feel like... Make them feel creative. Make them feel make creative. Them feel good yeah. about their creativity. That's my hypothesis on all the different things. All those, like, oh, well, there's a special word for getting drunk in your underwear. So basically, people have been doing since the beginning of getting drunk. Swede's entire existence is a life hack. So, so all of all of this is incredibly stupid. And the word that JVL said on the secret podcast that he then bleeped. A fika okay. is more than just taking a break. A fika is an institution. It is something that is ingrained in the soul of Swedes. It is not a life hack. It is something you do to socialize, to have a snack, to have a drink have a when snack. you're doing something else. Even, even Volvo and Ikea will stop during the day just to have a fika. A fika is both a noun, it is a verb, it is something you do, it is something that takes place, and it is amazing. I do several fikas a day. <laughs> what you're describing, Thomas, does not sound unique, or it is a colloquial term for common sense that makes people feel good about their basic no, creativity. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. You are out strolling the streets of Gothenburg. You are out shopping. You're doing whatever. You got some hey, you, will, you, you will, got some you will stop. down your legs, so you just walk around a little longer until it runs all the way out on the street. 
you you will stop you will get a fika then will you you will go back and continue shopping it is a social institution that exists in sweden and nowhere else you go into the shop they say oh i need a fika they're like no no bathroom are you gonna buy something no i'm not gonna buy something i just need a fika and they're just like no you fika out on the street well do you do so here's a fact here's so you have a special word for shopping but it's no. It's this is shopping, this isn't speaking. shopping, Chris. Did you, were you weren't you paying attention? This isn't shopping. That is a fucking foul. But Ryan, here's something interesting that you would appreciate about Sweden. You go into a store and you ask to use their restroom. You're gonna have to pay for it. Why well, would Ryan appreciate that? You can you cannot just walk in somewhere and go into the bathroom and drop a number two and then walk out. You actually have to either pay for an item oh, and get a key or I you have disagree. to insert coins in the door. I've done that. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, gone into a restaurant in a very busy, like, downtown where it's, like, cust- or, you know, you, people that are eating here only. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're at table, whatever. My son, he's a... Uh, we, we, we're definitely... We're definitely sitting right over there, and they're like, oh, okay, and then I walk back out, and I'm like, oh, just kidding, we're not eating here. Wh- which son? Did you actually bring the right one? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. No, I brought the one that didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> said, no, let's, the other one's let's... speaking in the street. That, just... was, that, was, that was somewhere in like, um, in, like, Siesta Key in Florida. Where they're like really strict about like the people that are when you're you know it's like a beach town and it's right on the beach and like there's all these restaurants and they're really strict about you know just letting people come in off the beach and use their bathroom and that's really annoying sometimes so I pretended to sit down at a table and to get past the hostess and I said like oh we're right over there and I pretended to go sit down. And then um, as I, like, pretended to sit down at somebody else's table, then she looked away, and then we went on to the bathroom. And we, uh, we stole a fika. Ryan, since we get to hear your ice so loudly, can you share with us what the spirit of the day is? Uh, Ingostura Caribbean Rum. Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobacco. Well, would you? Thomas is a big fan of Tobago, but not Trinidad. It's from the island of, you know, Trinidad, where they have tobacco. Did you see earlier today that Tom decided to buy whiskey in a box? No, he took a picture of it. He didn't buy it. He did I buy it. I saw he tweeted about it, and I tweeted a joke about it, with which no one appreciated. Not one person. Well, it was black box whiskey, which is um, like they make boxed wine. <laughs> so the maker of a box from the maker of boxed wine, which nobody wants, is a whiskey that nobody wants in a box. Mr. Cooper said that the black box whiskey is apparently Canadian whiskey, black velvet. And you can go and get it at your nearest liquor store or grocery store for 19 bucks. Mm-hmm. None of this has anything to do with my joke. <laughs> what was your joke, Ryan? What was your joke? Well, uh, I mean, somebody, uh, some person I don't know replied, 
hey, is it like as good as apparently Black Bush is also a brand. And he was like, is it anything as good as Black Bush? And so I said, you remember that time when people were doing Black Bush on TV? How shameful was that? So you're making a blackface joke. Right. Speaking of whiskey, Chris, I believe that you have a movie pitch for us. I do have a movie pitch. I don't know what that has to do with whiskey. Um, but here's my movie pitch. So here's the, I've got the title of the movie, okay? You ready? Birthday Party Crashers. Okay? Birthday like wedding, Party like Crashers. Like Wedding Crashers. Yes. Exa- you're, you're on my wavelength. They're still crashing parties. There's a movie about, but there's less sex, and it's inspired by Ryan and Rhett and Jack. Same idea, except you bring the wrong kid to a party, and maybe even not a party you're invited to. And then Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn show up and be gross and maybe uh, have sex with some, take advantage of some drunk party hosts. Now, think about it. it, this may not work in the Me Too era. <laughs> Maybe this is a bad idea. Wait, will it still have, have Miss I mean, Fisher in it? There's no way Wedding Crasher just gets made today. Nope. I mean, no as much as I love that movie, it, it, it's not getting made. Like Tr- Tricking girls into having sex with you because, like, the emotions of, of right. a wedding. Yeah, that's yeah. not... <laughs> like, and the... Like, Clearly articulating it too. They're like, so here's the thing: like all yeah. the <laughs> they, have, they have rules set up for tricking. For and they're help, like, listen, helping each yeah, other. These, these women are emotionally vulnerable. And they'll totally sleep with us. <laughs> and they're the heroes. They're it's the heroes basically the, the opposite of consent fest. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have consent fest, and then you have wedding crashers. <laughs> All right, screw my movie pitch. That's terrible. Uh, uh, Okay. uh, Ryan. Uh, What? What? You want a movie quote? No. Or what do you... No. Uh, Ryan, can you rank the top... Ryan, can you rank the top three Owen Wilson movies for me? All right. uh, Bottle Rocket. Correct. Wedding Crashers might be second. Um, Trying to think. Am I allowed to look at his IMDb? There's like no. Jumi and Dupree, the Jar Darjeeling. Did limited. you just say? Just, just, did you just say Jumi and Dupree? <laughs> you can't say that. Whole passing. I forgot about a big one. I forgot about a big one. I'm gonna go. Ah, that's a tough one because Isn't he's it not. As good as it gets. Damn! Now I have a a conflict for number one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go still. With Bottle Rocket, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, and Zoolander. For a while there, I thought that you were doing a Wes Anderson ranking. Well, I mean, um, the Fantastic Mr. Fox is probably—he's uh, not in it enough, but he's—he's—he's he's, he's really funny as the. So, so I actually haven't seen Zoolander. That's uh, Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell, right? Uh, no, it's Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Will Ferrell's in it as, um, he's, I mean, he's great. Will Ferrell's in it and he's great as the, uh, one of the, basically the bad guy. Um, he's one of the, um, designers who is also, 
Is he like murdering people in it? I can't remember. Why is this? Have you ever guys have you seen the movie The Big Bounce? Yeah, I have. Ah. I don't remember anything. The only thing I remember about it is like I thought it was terrible. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean but it, was, it was right in that but it was right in that Owen Wilson sweet spot where you hey. thought, Oh, Owen Wilson's in this, this is gonna be great. And then and it was like, terrible. terrible. Yeah. So it, it had a fifty million dollar budget, box office of six point eight million. So we're not the only ones who thought it yeah. stunk. So, yes. so, so an amazing thing about the year two thousand and four is that Owen Wilson is in The Big Bounce, Starsky and Hutch, Around the World in Eighty Days, The Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu, and Meet the Fuckers, all in the same year. It's quite a year. Fuckers. Um, the thing about Starsky and Hutch is at the time I think I liked it but I have a feeling if I watched it again it probably yeah I feel like it's dumb yeah because wasn't that Todd Phillips yes. that directed that yes it was when they were letting him do whatever he wanted how did Starsky and Hutch in 2004 cost 60 million dollars to make like unbelievable that should have been a 20 million dollar movie <laughs> and it uh, the worldwide well, I mean worldwide box office of 170, so it's like on the borderline of yeah, losing might, money. Yeah, it might have broken even. That movie should have cost 20 million dollars and made 170 million dollars. You're paying Todd Phillips, you're paying Owen Wilson at the height of his powers, you're paying Ben Stiller at the height of his powers, Vince Vaughn, uh, Vince Vaughn, yeah, Jason Bateman's even in there. Uh, not that he cost, not that he increased the budget, but I just remember that he's he's got a small part as Vince Vaughn's like um, Bagman or whatever. Carbon Electra's in it. By the way, what do you suppose Carbon Electra's up to now? How much do you think Snoop got, Snoop Dogg got for Starsky and Hutch? Like you know, like like, like weight, like, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like, how, like how many pounds of weed? You know, most like. I think, like, I heard, like, most of Snoop Dogg's money is from, like, he created, like, a porn company. In that's, like, most of his net worth is from. Snoop Dogg is reportedly worth $135 million. You know, there was a time, you know, in the 90s when he was a decent rapper. But then, since then, it's all just, like, I smoke pot and I own a porn company. Chris, who do you choose between Luke and Owen Wilson? It's a good question. Both been so up and down. And... Yeah. I'm a pretty big fan of them both. If I had to choose one, I'd probably choose Owen. Yeah, I mean, if you want, he's definitely got uh, more range because Luke can do serious and then he can be like the straight man in a funny. And, yeah. and Owen just Owen just have, has a, a more good movies, I think. Oh, sure. You say that, but Luke Wilson was in both of the Charlie's Angels movies from around the turn of the century. Speaking of Charlie's Angels, it really flopped on the box office here the other weekend. Do uh, do you guys have any thoughts on why Charlie's Angels did so poorly? I mean, I barely knew it was even going to be a thing until after I started like reading about how much of a flop it was. <laughs> it, this has all been said, but yeah. Like, it, why, why, why did we need it? Right. It's, it's a kind of a stale, um, starless reboot. So, I mean, if you're going to reboot a property that no one 
really cares about, um, at least put put um, well known actresses in it. And I, I think um, Kristen Stewart is is well known certainly, and, and has like she has probably some pretty like I think her fans are pretty loyal. Uh, I think there's well, people who really her really fans like her. Like Charlie's Angels fans, right? And I don't think she has broad appeal. Um, yeah. Where if, if you're casting that movie. Like, put, uh, I don't know. Put like Tiffany you, Haddish in it. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish, who would be some uh, forty-eight million dollars. Like uh, it opened to eight million. I don't know. Like three, three. Put three people in there that people really want to see in movies. Has Has Elizabeth Banks directed a good movie? I, I don't know her filmography. Chris, are you saying that you didn't want to go see Naomi Scott or Ella Balinska as Charlie's uh, Angels? I'm a big oh, fan of oh, like, oh, Naomi mm-hmm. Scott's pretty great, but I'm not. No, I'm not going to go see the movie. No, no, no I, and I think they, they like this is essentially the point they made on Glob, right? Is that if you're going to reboot a, a show or a series or an an IP of some sort, at least for God's sake, make it a popular one. Like with with Men in Black, it was at least borderline that Men in Black might have been sort of popular and people had fond memories right, of it. Right. Who but on, even that flopped. Yeah. Even who, that. Who on God's green earth wanted another Charlie's Angels oh movie? Oh my gosh! Why would they give her? So Elizabeth Banks' directorial career is she did two shorts in 2010 and 2011. Which who cares? That has nothing to do with directing a big budget movie. And then she she was two. she was one of twelve directors on movie forty three. <laughs> in what that uh, is. in twenty thirteen, and then she directed Pitch Perfect two, which, I mean, yes, Pitch Perfect two did better than Pitch Perfect one, but I I don't, I don't know how much of that was her directing. I mean. That was probably that, the that, easy, that easiest is, directing. I could have directed that job, that that movie to more than the the first one made. That that uh, is all Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is and, lovely, and I will right, go watch her. Well, in everybody, every everybody in the Pitch Perfect movies, like all of those actresses, are really funny, and they're and they're good, and they sing like popular songs, and you know, you just follow the formula of the first one, and you're like, oh yeah. People want to see this. I've seen both of them. They're both like entertaining. So it's Pitch Perfect two, and then uh, she, like, well, she's one of twelve directors on movie forty three, Pitch Perfect two, and then Charlie's Angels. Like to make a movie today, you're probably gonna have to pay at least forty million, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Like, like a forty million budget isn't unreasonable to make a movie. And Rob, right. and the, and the, and then you're going to want to market it, which this movie was very poorly marketed. But how how do you market a movie with Kristen Stewart and two relative nobodies? So it's like I thought Naomi Scott was great as Jasmine in Aladdin, and she's beautiful. I would, you know, her she alone would be worth watching a movie. Uh, but but like I don't think she's well. Like J-Pod didn't know who she was, and J-Pod knows all these people. So so no one knew it was coming out. Like nobody cares about the, the people that was in it were in it. And like do you remember anything, anything about the, the first two Charlie's Angels movies? I don't even know if I saw the first two. I mean I'm sure like they were on cable. I know that about them. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Sure. Um, 
Like, I remember that they were in it. Uh, was Bill Murray in it? So I, I do think fondly of Men in Black. And it's like, oh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. If you lived in America, Thomas, uh, we have fond memories. Like, that was Will Smith at the height of his powers. We're like, we're like, oh, Will Smith is so cool. Like, this movie's funny. It's got aliens. It's funny. Yeah, and now he's in Jiminy Man. So so rebooting that with characters that we like from, from Thor Ragnarok makes sense. I didn't watch it because it... The reviews were poor, and and uh, it sounds like they didn't really pull it off. Um, that would be something I'd be more likely to see um, if there was buzz about that. But yeah, Charlie's Angels, a reboot of a movie that wasn't very good with with not much star power. I'm not surprised it's failing box office. I don't remember much about the previous two Charlie's Angels movies. What I do remember Lucy Liu from is Ally McBeal, which has stuck with me much more than Charlie's Angels. I watched an Ally McBeal reboot. I wouldn't watch Charlie's Angels. To the point about Will Smith, everyone in Europe loved Will Smith in Men in Black. Like, it was funny. It was great. Great action movies. But I still haven't seen the newest Men in Black because everyone says it's terrible. And I have no interest in watching it. That's what I'm trying to say, except I'm too tired. Chris, do you have a new segment for us? I do have a new segment. Oh, go. Go forth. I know (laughs) that, that you people out there have been wondering... How has Haberman been an idiot today? Well, I'll let you know. This wasn't actually today. This happened about a week ago. Uh, Thomas, you've been to my house. Uh, You may or may not remember that I have, uh, you know, we chose to buy a house that's about 25 years old. So there's a lot of mature trees. That's part of the, the, the charm of our house is that we have these giant, gorgeous shade trees that provide beauty for our property at the back of our, I, I couldn't even tell you how many trees we have at the back of our property we've got we have so many trees and in the fall that means we have so many leaves uh so the first year we were here uh we mulched them up with the leaf blower and bagged them and swore we would never do that again because it was so many bags of of leaves so I decided the next year, what if I just – so I got a John Deere riding mower, which are very expensive, but I got it like secondhand. Like someone who – someone sold it to me who's a friend. They're like, you can have it for 500 bucks. But it came as is. It had no attachments, no mulcher, no bagger. So I'm like, I, I can't do that. But what I can do is just like mow over the leaves a ton. Just like like drive around in circles. Like with the thing pointing inward and just driving circles and just like mow like for an hour over the leaves until they're this fine dust in the yard. And I've done that successfully for like eight years. This is this is the brute force strategy of lawn mowing. Indeed. Indeed. So plus someone's got a someone's got a uh, you know, Ming's using his bike um, to uh, reduce carbon emissions. Someone needs to to emit carbon to kind of make up for that. So the other day when I'm doing this, I, for whatever reason here, uh, some people use mulch in their landscaping and some people use rocks. We have rocks in our landscaping. <laughs> and as I was driving through our landscaping, my lawnmower picked up a rock and shot it into a window and shattered the window. Um, it's going to take a while to get that fixed. Thankfully, it's double pane, so I don't have like a piece of plywood separating the outdoors from me. 
but yeah, that that um, me shattering a window and causing hundreds of dollars of damage and a massive headache as I get people to. Here, here's the thing about small construction projects: it's hard to get someone out to do it because it's really not worth their time. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep, sure. Homeowners out there know what I'm saying. So they so don't anyway. want to do it. They're like, oh, you got a big job? Nope. Got a little job. Got a little job. And they're like, they well, don't, fuck you. They don't like those little jobs. So anyway. If I'm not driving under- from Texas to South Dakota to do a couple windows, you son of a bitch. Don't call me. Yeah, exactly. It's not even a couple windows. It's like one pane of one window. It, and it's like. Uh, I figured you'd throw in an extra window to try to get them to do yeah. it. I'll throw in two, two windows we could drive from Texas for that. So anyway. Um, that will now forever be in the annals of how was Haberman an idiot today. I, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's how you say that. How you say what? Annals. 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 Like the uh, like historical record. Like um, if you I, I, uh, if if somebody runs over a rock and you're standing out in front of their house and it rips through, the, through your shorts. And goes into your butt. That's it's in the annals of history. <laughs> I, I I don't know. This doesn't sound correct. I don't I don't think that's true. Well, who's the one who speaks English? I mean, we'll look it up. We'll bing it, and we'll 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 give you an update in the next podcast. Hey guys, um, I've, I've got a I've got a life hack for you. We're, we talk about life hacks. I've got a we're gonna have a life hack corner here and there. Where we will share a life hack with our audience. So you guys know how when you need to fly somewhere that um, you like you, you, you drive to the airport and you walk up to the counter and you say, I need a ticket from Sioux Falls to Austin. And they like give you this exorbitant price. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, the airfare. Yeah. Of course yeah. I, I, I hate it when I do that. I hate it. It sucks. Like, well, like, even when I know, like, I have to go somewhere in a few weeks, just, like, sitting there and waiting until the day, <laughs> waiting I know. until that day, and to go to the airport and find out how much it's going to cost me, it sucks so much. Not, like, how do you even budget for that? <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. You can actually purchase your flight ahead of time. What? Using the World Wide Web or most airlines have uh, an application that you can download on your smartphone. No. On your smart telephone, you download this application. You're telling me on my rotary telephone, I can download an application on it. What am I well, supposed to do with this application? Well, you you open it, and, and you can plug in dates that, that are, like, in the future. Like, even weeks and months in advance. Is it a time machine? I don't know how it works, guys, but you put the dates in, and they will tell you how much it will cost to fly from the place you want to fly from to the place you want to fly to. They'll tell you so how much it costs. So They'll tell you what time you'll arrive. You're telling me then that, then that way I can take those dates, and then I can wait till that date and go to the airport, and I can show them on my phone and say, hey, it says it's going to cost me this much today. Like two weeks ago, I looked this up and it said it was going to cost this much, and they'll give me that price. I'm not sure, sure about that. So I wait. So I've I wait. I'm still, I'm still waiting to buy it until the 
until the day that I leave. Right. All right. So hang on. So I go into my DeLorean. I pull up my phone and I plug in November 5th, 1955. Go into my Cybertruck. And, and then it will take me there. Is well, that... Guys, let's not, let's not be ridiculous. Okay. But you want to fly somewhere, right? You're right. The Cybertruck's not available to purchase yet. <laughs> you, guys, I'm trying to present with you guys. You guys are making jokes about this. You guys like your little jokes? You guys is pleased? I'm presenting a life hack that is life-changing for some of our listeners that will save them hu- literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars. Okay, go on. You can, R- you can use the World Wide Web to book flights. You don't need to just go to the ticket counter and purchase a ticket in person. You can actually do this remotely. Now, I didn't check and see if you could call oh, and purchase right. a ticket. I've but- got my TV remote here, so I can click a button on my TV with my remote. I'm not promising that. So to wrap up, Chris is saying that People can buy tickets in advance using their phone, airplane tickets, and save money, like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I hope our listeners make use of this. Please. Shannon, this is a great trick. You should He's definitely try it out. He might be lying. It sounds too good to be true, but try it. Ne- next time you fly to Notre Dame, uh, just try it out. Just you know, he was trying to say Notre Dame. Before we leave, I believe that we have a brand spanking new movie quote. Ryan? <clears throat> Alright. Whoa! That one that one got a lot of air. Oh. Oh my oh my gosh. Stop! Stop! Stop firing patients off that catapult! One flew over the cuckoo's nest and went into the highway and got hit by so many cars. <laughs> we're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> that was Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> a, a classic that we all know and love. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you, I mean, basically, we were mouthing along with that quote. <laughs> oh, I know. It's everybody's favorite quote. When that guy just gets ripped apart by... You know, 13 or 14 cars (laughs) on the highway. Before we leave, there is one last thing I wanted to talk about. Thrillist, Thrill List, recently published a ranking of Amazon's own original shows. And as number one, they had Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which one is your guys' favorite Amazon show so far? Take a moment, look it over. Probably um, The Man in the High Castle is probably my number one so far for Amazon. I think. We check Uproxx, see what they have to say. I have a, I have a, I have a tweet that I want to read. You already uh, read us all your tweets for today. No, this isn't from today. Uh, hang this, on. This, Let, is about, uh, this is about The Mandalorian. Okay, ha- hang on. We'll, we'll yeah. wait for Chris to pick a show first. Then we'll, then we'll go to that. Yeah, he, he can think about it while I'm doing this. Chris sent a tweet to the Megathread in which he said, like earlier this week, in which he said, The Mandalorian is pro-life. Send tweet. I don't think you have to put the send tweet part. I don't understand that. I don't think that you have to type that part. It doesn't make any sense. I've never seen anybody do that before. 
I don't think that that's a thing you have to do. Anyway, and so I thought I would mess with him and say that what about all those 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 Jawas he incinerated? Like Mando Mando incinerated three Jawas while they were taking apart his truck. His truck. He has a, <laughs> a space truck. Do you mean to say a cyber truck? <laughs> no, he has he's, 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 a spaceship. His his space cyber truck. <laughs> anyway, he refers I, to it as a truck. I'm pretty sure. I always say truck. My initial goal was to just annoy Chris, but then once literally everyone on Twitter told me that I was wrong and Jawa deserved to be killed like dogs, I knew that I was right, and I knew that. Jawa's lives matter, and I went further to make my point. And uh, someone who was a recent or, or last guest on this show uh, tweeted at me. Well, let's see. I said I told the Ming that hey, we're not talking about whether or not he was justified. And then I went on a little tweet rant about how whether or not Mando values life. And then Tyson tweeted at me um who he he Tyswa Jawa Tyson tweeted at me uh he was justified and so I said I replied to him I said I literally just said we're not talking about whether or not he was justified and so obviously everybody knows what uh anybody would tweet at me next the thing was though that um I, I became injured from this tweet because he said, shh, the tweet reads, shh. And so I, I told my children to be quiet. And he said, come closer. The tweet said, come closer. And so I came closer. And I, I hit my face on my phone. And I injured my nose. And then when uh, I, I regained my focus on my phone, it said, hey, Ryan, fuck you. As I was, like, I had two toilet papers up in my nose to s- stop the bleeding two toilet like, papers like uh like two yeah. squares two rolled up toilet papers it was two full rolls of toilet paper that took to stop the bleeding from hitting my nose on the phone i you know then seeing the fuck you part i di- i didn't think first of all like he tricked me by telling me to come closer just to just to say something mean i don't think that that was appropriate appreciated. I was very nice to Tyler when he was on the show, as everyone has listened to the episode. I didn't say anything that he disagreed with on the show. But, uh, one thing I can say is that in the words of uh, great artist Chance the Rapper, they don't take teenage angst at no banks. And I know Tyser is only 17 or 18 and so i forgive him and that's all i want to say uh, thank you ryan uh, let it be known that we here at the sseu podcast do not condone verbal abuse or hostile language of any form and we or s- tricks where you trick people into hitting their nose on the phone we strongly condemn these practices and we hope that you out there in the sseu expanded universe will do better Chris, what's your favorite Amazon show? 
All right. Um, put together just a short list. Uh, oh, I have a hard time ranking shit. them. But Patriot, we've talked about Patriot. It's, uh, that's it's not your very funny. One. That's not your number one. I didn't. I can't rank them. Um, oh, yes, uh, you can. It's the man of the high castle. It's very. I've, I've not. So. I haven't seen Maisel, Mrs. Maisel, or Carnival Row, or Man Heights Castle, or Homecoming. Have you? Do you um, even have Amazon? Yeah. Now, what did I type that that autocorrected to Ant Man? That's weird. The Dead tick. Ant-Man. The tick. The tick. Oh. What in the world? Why did that? Just canceled by the great, our our great podcast friend. <laughs> who definitely knows about us, Griffin Newman. And, and by friend, we mean, we listen to his podcast. Uh, Ant-Man he, is... He would, he would absolutely oh hate our podcast. <laughs> the t- Maybe I just wrote Ant-Man. Holy cow. Um, the, the Tick is very funny. Um, but I mean, in all fairness, the Ant-Man TV show on Amazon is really good. And it, that was my second choice. Uh, the, the Tick is... is, is I, I would recommend it. Um it's one of those where, yeah, watch the first ten minutes, and if it's not amusing to you, yeah, just just quit the show. Um, find the nearest bus route um, and throw yourself in front of a moving bus because your life must be miserable. I just had um, a, I just had Danger a, Boat. How could you not I, like Danger Boat? Danger Boat. I mean, what? Alan Tudyk plays Danger Boat. It is such a funny show. Patriot. Can we talk about Alan Tudyk as a voice actor? Like, what a great career he's had as a voice actor like he's so many he's in uh wreck it ralph in the first one he's the um king candy is that his name is is that who he is yeah he's that's alan tudyk uh he's so good he's, he's so great like you can't even tell him from role to role in his voice acting and then like you know he's also K2SO, a so fantastic so like what and have you ever seen that movie i think it's called the funeral with uh where he, no. it, it's like a real um, movie that he acts in. It's not the, um, it's not the song, the funeral, uh, by Band of Horses, which is a great song. You should see that. Uh, damn, it's not called the funeral. <laughs> it's something. It's something funeral. Hang on, I'll look up Alan Tudyk. You're 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 not gonna laugh at me once I tell you what the actual name of the death uh, at a funeral. Death at a funeral. Six feet. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, he's really good in that. And it's really funny. Recommend. Uh, I I have a quick ranking of Amazon shows. Number five, Alpha House. Number four, Bosch. Number three. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, number two, The Boys, and number one, Man in the High Castle. See, I, I didn't mention Bosch or The Boys. I, I, Bosch is very good, and The Boys, like, do I love it because it's one of the more recent ones? I don't know. But I would those go are solid. one down because every ranking should start with one. I would go The Man in the High Castle, number two, The Tick, number three, The Boys, number four, Mad Dogs, which I haven't watched, but it looks awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. You can stop there. Uh, all right. I believe that is all the time we're giving to this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. What is, what's that Giovanni Rubisi one? That, we appreciate that, that you that listen to this podcast. Do tune in next week. We are done. That is it. I am cutting us off.
right now. Good night and good luck, everyone. Goodbye. He's got to be sneaky. Otherwise, don't call him something else. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottles of whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company. And I'm leaving tomorrow. What do you say? When I'm I did realize that I've got. He's sitting on a leather couch in a museum. And I kind of rubbed my arm against the. And I realized how that sounded. Apologies. <sighs> the nice thing is, like, I could totally rip one and you wouldn't even know if it was, you know, the couch <laughs> or. Uh, what? So it was, it was Chris Matthews, anyway. It, it, you is, think so? Is, is that the subtle mm. science? Somebody shared a thread of like, it was like all these videos of like uh, Chris Matthews farting on air over the last like ten years, and it's just like a thing he does. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like an old man. He doesn't even know. And he's just like, you know, it's it's not that old men don't know. It's just they have no control over it, right? Or, yeah, I guess he's just such a pro that he just, like, plays it off and, like, pretends it's his guest. He's just like, oh, my God, did you just shit yourself? <laughs>